The search for a missing father continues in the Cowichan Valley tonight. 41-year-old Ben Kilmer disappeared Wednesday and under very troubling circumstances. Kilmer vanished on May 16th, the same day two other men also went missing. Dan Archibald and Ryan Daly were last seen in Euclid after arriving by boat from Panama. Police say their disappearance is suspicious. With the search for two men who haven't been seen or heard from in nearly two weeks, their families, including young children, are trying to stay positive but fear the worst. Police are now involved, and these two men aren't the only ones last seen on May 16th. What if it happened to someone in my family? It could happen to anybody in anybody's family, and I think it's just the right thing to do. Hello. My name is Sarah Kent, and you're listening to Resolution Unknown. Today, we are going to be discussing the cases of the missing and murdered men of Vancouver Island. More specifically, we will be looking at the missing person case of Ben Kilmer and the murders of Ryan Daly and Dan Archbald. A thank you to CTV Vancouver Island for the use of their news audio clips. Vancouver Island sits off Canada's Pacific coast and is a part of the province of beautiful British Columbia in the western part of the country. It is a two-hour ferry ride from Vancouver and many small islands surround the 30,000 square kilometer island. The area is a growing oasis to the harsh winters of Canada's interior with a moderate, gentle climate. With a booming population flocking to the island's many amenities, there is always a steady stream of people coming and going from the picturesque island that is home to 750,000 people. The vast majority of the population sits on the lower half of the island, and much of the island is forested and mountainous land, mostly untouched from the population save for logging. Cellular phone reception can be non-existent if you stray too far from civilization, and if you accidentally wander into the wrong place at the wrong time, there might not be anyone around able to help you from your predicament. Perhaps then, it is not surprising to hear that people disappear here all the time. May 16th, 2018 was unusually hot. The week prior had temperatures rising up to 30 degrees Celsius, or 86 degrees Fahrenheit. The Cowichan Valley sits near the southern end of the island and is home to beaches, oceans, lakes, mountains, and popular hiking trails. Ben Kilmer, a 41-year-old husband and father of two young children, worked as a freelance electrician. He got up on the regular Wednesday morning, ready for another day of business calls and driving. He went to head out the door to start his day, but he apparently went to leave without kissing his wife, Tanya Kilmer, who quickly reminded him of his transgression. He apologized and returned to kiss her, saying that he loved her and would see her later that day. That night, Kilmer's work van would be found abandoned at the side of the road, keys in the ignition still running, with his cell phone smashed in the truck and blood in the van and outside. Up the island, 235 kilometers away on the western coast, there is a small fishing town called Yakulet that boasts fishing, camping, and surfing, as well as the standard West Coast camping amenities. Close to Tofino, an extremely popular surfing location, 
the area is stunning in its melding of wildlife and rolling tides, and attracts people worldwide. It had attracted the attention of two friends, 37-year-old Daniel Archbald and 43-year-old father of two, Ryan Daly. Both were accomplished sailors and had just completed an eight-week boat trip to Panama. According to family, Archbald bought the boat two years ago in Ecuador and sailed it previously to Panama and left it there in October to avoid paying expensive moorage fees in the winter. This trip was to retrieve the vessel and sail it home. They completed the trip without any reported issues and arrived in Yakulet, the only port on the island's west coast, with a call-in station for Canada Border Services Agency. After clearing customs, Archbald reportedly wanted to get the boat reappraised to try and reduce the import tax they would have to pay for bringing it back into Canada. The boat was reportedly in the $100,000 range, so taxation could be heavy, potentially up to $12,000. After clearing customs, they were then going to be on their way back to Daly's home in Jordan River, a few hour trip by car back down the island. They had been at the marina for three days waiting for their boat to clear Canadian customs and had been enjoying the amenities. According to the people that interacted with them, they seemed to be normal and in good spirits, excited to be home. At 2.13 p.m. on May 16th, they were seen on a surveillance video at the Aculate Marina. They had paid to dock the boat for one month, and upon being cleared by customs, they set off on foot with large black duffel bags, presumably to try and hitchhike to Daly's property in Jordan River. There was no cell service in the area, and their families didn't expect them for a few days. But when they didn't return, people began to worry. This surveillance video is the last anyone saw of them alive. On this particular Wednesday, Ben Kilmer drove to various places in the Cowichan Valley to conduct his work affairs. The rough timeline pieced together after the fact is that he left for work at his regular 6 a.m. He went to Yubo, a small town close to his home, and was seen at a truck wash. He then went and dropped off some keys at 10.23 a.m. at Stone Pacific Contracting in Duncan, roughly 30 minutes from the truck wash. Between 11 o'clock and noon is when Ben presumably went missing. At around noon, someone saw his van parked on a junction of Cowichan Lake Road and Menzies Road, just off the highway. It's a rural area, but still holds residential homes close to the road and is right off of the major island highway. At 3.30 p.m., locals saw his white truck still running on the side of the road with the lights on. At 4.15 p.m., it was still running on the side of the road with the lights on. At 6 p.m., the police were called after it had been sitting there running for at least six hours. His cell phone was in the car but smashed, and the keys were, of course, inside. There was a small amount of blood on the inside of the van, as well as outside of it. Ben was nowhere to be found. There was a small amount of blood on the inside of the van, as well as outside of it, and police dogs traced the scent to a nearby pond on someone's property. It was drained, but nothing was amiss. The car was parked in front of someone's property, and the area is rural but still residential, so there are many homes around, and the police began to go door to door and searching the area. 
His family was then informed, and in one fell swoop, were thrown into the hell that is a missing persons case. Kilmer was missing, but he wasn't the only one. As soon as reports of the missing Kilmer became public, there was an outpouring of community support. Search parties were created and flyers began to become plastered all over the island. His wife Tanya soon became the face of his search, appearing on various news stations and issuing pleas to the public for support. She asked if anyone had seen anything and if they could please come forward. Tanya grew up in an upper-class family, her father being a successful and respected Queen's Council lawyer. But this wasn't the family's first tragedy. In 2013, Tanya's 29-year-old sister, Michelle Corey, was charged in the fatal pedestrian crash of a 65-year-old Wendy Turnbull in Calgary, Alberta. Turnbull was a best-selling Canadian author of the celiac cooking book, Gems of Gluten-Free Baking. Michelle was charged with one count each of driving without due care and attention, failure to yield to a pedestrian in a crosswalk, and speeding. It is unsure what happened with the charges, but Michelle is now a popular DJ, spending her time touring the Pacific Northwest. Two weeks before going missing, the Kilmers sold their home and were building their dream house. The family faced financial pressure and were reportedly going into debt due to the house and other factors. The Kilmers were seeing a counselor but were happy and still very much in love, but sometimes life comes with stresses. From an outside perspective, everything was normal and regular about the Kilmers. Nothing that would jump out as illicit or suspicious. They went from a public front of an apparently regular family to a high-profile missing persons case. Daly and Archibald's missing persons cases were similarly large in terms of the public's awareness, but in the court of public opinion, they were branded as drug smugglers. People heard of their boating excursion from Panama, and it was branded as a truth, even though no bodies or clues had appeared. Their families went public begging for their loved ones' safe return, but as the days turned to weeks, hope had all but disappeared. Archibald's wife, Leah, took the reins in trying to get the public to become aware of her missing husband and frantically posted missing persons flyers next to the ones of Ben Kilmer. These three men all went missing on the same day, May 16, 2018, and links were frantically trying to be made. They weren't friends and lived hours apart from each other. They had no obvious ties to one another and had last been seen hundreds of kilometers apart. Like many missing persons cases, at first the search effort for Kilmer was on a large scale. Posters, flyers, and billboards were quickly put out all over the island, and soon after these posters were mixed with the posters of Daly and Archibald. After searching the area Kilmer's truck was found, search and rescue began to focus on a forested area known as Scutts Falls. This area holds deep emotional attachment to Kilmer as it is where he met his wife and then later proposed to his wife. 
he would reportedly go out there on lunch breaks and relax and hike the sloping trails. The area has no cell phone service and has dense forest and underbrush. That being said, Scutts Falls is a 30-minute drive from where his car was found abandoned. Perhaps he was at Scutts Falls, killed, and then his car was dumped far away, but it doesn't make sense for a potential murderer to leave the car with the keys in and engine running with the lights on. It drew a lot of attention and is an odd choice. Another theory is that Kilmer was driving and saw an animal of some kind. Perhaps he exited his vehicle and was attacked by a predator, only to be dragged away and eaten. There is almost no chance that this happened. The amount of blood lost was minimal, and for an attack to bring down a healthy, strapping man in his prime, there would have to be a significant blood loss. There was also no body anywhere in the vicinity. There also is a very small amount of wildlife, so a bear or a cougar, the only animals big enough to kill someone, are few and far between. Another theory is that Kilmer faked his own death in order to avoid the debts that were mounting from his house. Perhaps he set the scene to look like something had happened when in reality he had run away in order to avoid these debts. On June 28, 2018, the RCMP released a statement that two bodies were found in Yakulet. It was later announced that the bodies were that of Daly and Archibald. West Coast Inland Search and Rescue member Rianne Hamill, with her well-trained search dog Splash, found the bodies. No official reports on Daly and Archibald have been made public about the cause of death, but the RCMP issued a statement that they were treating it as a homicide. However, it is widely known through the small-town gossip chain that the bodies were found face down, shot execution style with entry wounds at the back of their heads. Their black duffel bags or their contents were not recovered. That being said, this statement is without official backing or proof shown to the public from the law enforcement officers. On July 9, 2018, it was confirmed that agents with the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration had joined their investigation of the homicides of Daly and Archibald. They didn't elaborate or explain how exactly they were helping, but apparently this is a common practice for organizations to reach out for help on tough cases. Because the DEA was involved, this helped stoke the fire even further on rumors of drug smuggling. After they had been missing, their boat had been searched with the aid of police dogs, and the results of their search were not made public. So now there are two bodies and no Ben. With all this being said, what are the other theories? All of these are pure speculation, and until an official police report is issued, there's no way of knowing for sure the intimate details of these men's lives, leading up to their deaths and disappearances. The biggest theory for Archibald and Daly is that they were perhaps smuggling illegal drugs from Panama into Canada. They went to the only port on the island with a call-in customs. They then left their boat with large black duffel bags and left on foot, trying to hitchhike. If they were hitchhiking with large bags of illegal drugs, or money from drugs, you would think that they would use some money and secure themselves transportation so they didn't lose their precious cargo, or get caught by authorities. If that is the case, perhaps they weren't hitchhiking, but meeting someone else handing off the drugs to someone on an empty dirt road, and the deal went south, resulting in their deaths. From this theory, many have theorized that Kilmer became involved, 
perhaps accidentally stumbling across something that he wasn't supposed to and being killed in the process. Some theorized that he was involved in it. According to families and friends, they didn't know each other at all, but with the large costs of building a new dream house and keeping up with the Joneses, it can cause an otherwise rational person to do irrational things. Another theory is that they were murdered for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Perhaps they were hitchhiking and their bags only contained their belongings, but whoever picked them up ended up murdering them. We still don't know who killed them or why. The rumor mill on this case is swirling around, obscuring the truth. Tales of people getting in too deep with the Hell's Angels is more comforting to think of than an average person killed for no good reason. Excuses like this lay blame on the victim, allowing people to categorize the crime as a rational progression of things. The line of thinking is that, of course people smuggling drugs will get killed in a drug deal gone bad. They did a bad thing, and bad things happen to bad people. This line of thinking allows the public to lull themselves into a soft sense of safety. There is nothing to fear if you are quote-unquote good. Fear of the unknown is uncomfortable, and people don't like to be uncomfortable, but it can force false narratives upon victims of crimes, which these men were. Committing an illegal act doesn't mean you deserve death, or that your death is less tragic than another's. I'm not suggesting that these men weren't involved in anything illegal, but I'm not saying they were either. And even if they were, it doesn't change the fact that people lost fathers, husbands, sons, nephews, uncles, and friends. Desperate times call for desperate measures, and after no sign of Kilmer appeared, the family began to become hopeless. Tanya publicly stated that she had talked to various psychics on the case, in an attempt to find any type of answers. Her friend used their apparent psychic powers and had a vision of where to find Ben. At last, hope for the Kilmer family. The search efforts had been focused on Scott's Falls. It was precious to both of them. After finding nothing, they still seemed to search. Tanya stated, There are many parts of this area that resemble our friend's sketch and vision. Hope is a double-edged sword. It keeps you going, but it makes you hold out for something that may or may not come. Alongside these three men, plenty of others have gone missing in the past few years in unknown circumstances. In October 2017, 17-year-old Jordan Alexander Halling disappeared and is still currently missing. 31-year-old Brandon Kearney disappeared in November 2017 from Port Alberni and had a brain injury and was known to frequently walk the Alberni Valley roads alone. 44-year-old Daniel McDonnell disappeared in June 2017 after coming to Port Alberni from Eastern Canada to work on fishing vessels in either Port Alberni or Yakulet. In February 2018, 21-year-old Joshua Monroe was missing, but was later found dead in a rural part of Campbell River, a small mainland BC town. It was a targeted homicide, and the culprit remains unknown. Then there are three Cowichan tribesmen missing, one 11 years ago and the other two much more recently, but they all knew each other. 14-year-old Desmond Peter went missing March 2007 from Duncan, last seen at the old Malaspina College campus. 
47-year-old Everett Jones disappeared in February 2016, last seen leaving his Duncan home, and 26-year-old Ian Henry, who disappeared in August 2015, last seen when he left his Duncan home. I'm not saying that these cases are connected, but the high number of cases for such a small population is disproportionately high. So many missing men from southern Vancouver Island within the past few years and in close proximity in similar circumstances raises questions. On Thursday, July 5th, 2018, the whole Cowichan Valley became abuzz with the news. They had found a body. A tent was found by Black Bridge in Duncan, and the body of a man was found inside. Police and emergency services swarmed the area, investigating in plastic suits and eventually leaving with a body bag. Was it Ben Kilmer? And if not, who was it? After a few hours, the Kilmer family spokesperson, Shannon Weist, released a public statement. We have been informed that a body was found and recovered this morning in Duncan, near Black Bridge. The RCMP has been in touch with our family to confirm that the deceased is not Ben Kilmer. We also wish to address a number of false rumors that have circulated over the past week, suggesting that Ben has been found or his whereabouts is known. These statements are all false. Ben remains missing, and we continue to search for him. Ryan Daly was a well-off professional cabinet maker and builder, and was already known for his out-of-the-box ideas. He had made headlines in 2011 for offering to sell his life on Craigslist for one million. He wanted to sell his home, properties, vehicle, belongings, even his clothes, and give the buyer a one-month crash course on his favorite activities and how to be him. It's a great life. The deal is, I'm ready for a change, Daly told CTV British Columbia. In an ominous quote, he stated, My life could be fun and interesting for the right person. According to an article by The Star, they interviewed Tanya, who at this point presumably isn't only a wife and mother, but also a widow. When asked about her husband's disappearance, she states that she doesn't care about blame or controversy. She just wants to know where her husband is. We need him, she said between sobs. We're desperate and he needs us. Whatever wrongdoing might be involved, I will forgive. Please, don't stay silent. As of August 2018, the time of this recording, there is still no news on the whereabouts of Ben Kilmer. Over three months have passed since his departure from his everyday life, and his family has found no closure. Some believe him alive, and some believe him to be dead. There will be no rest for his weary family. The perpetrator or perpetrators of Daly and Archibald's murders are still unknown, and the police remain tight-lipped as they progress with their investigations. That being said, it is hard as the court of public opinion in this once sleepy island condemns them without conclusive proof. 
Speculation of drug running gone wrong is the popular consensus, but this is due to the extenuating circumstances. Until the official report is made public, we, as the public, will not know the truth, nor will the poor family members grieving their losses of fathers, husbands, and sons. These three men were presumably strangers, but their fates were intertwined by the circumstances on the day of May 16, 2018. The RCMP's public statement on the cases were that they recognized the significant public interest in several missing person cases on Vancouver Island. In particular, the Archibald Daly homicide investigation and the Ben Kilmer missing person investigation. But in their opinion, there is no evidence at this time that establishes that these investigations are connected. On Facebook, Tanya Kilmer said this, I know that trust is hard for us all. This has been an incredible trust exercise for me. Trust in myself, trust in what I know of Ben, his love for me, his love for our family. His commitment to us and his devotion and knowing that he would never harm himself or give up on life. Trust in the RCMP, trust in search and rescue, their team and their resources. Trust that my faith and love will prevail in every day. Trust that the right information will come to me at the right time and not lead me astray. Trust and knowing that innately we are all good and want to do the right thing. We are all capable of love and that love will always prevail over wrongdoing, greed, and selfishness. Trust that no amount of money or material possession will ever make us truly happy or help us to experience love in a greater form. First time since they went missing more than six weeks ago, Mounties are finally stepping in front of our cameras, confirming tonight that the remains found near Euclid are those of Dan Archibald. The human remains found near Euclid earlier this month are those of Ryan Daly and Daniel Archibald. Young children are trying to stay positive but fear the worst. It's hard to really describe. It's a surreal nightmare. I just can't believe that there'd be any way that he wouldn't have made contact with someone if it hadn't, he hadn't been killed or if he wasn't being held somewhere against his will. If you have any information on any of the cases discussed on this podcast, please contact the Duncan RCMP or Cowichan Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477. Thank you for listening to Resolution Unknown. This podcast was written and narrated by Sarah Kent. As a resident of Vancouver Island, this case has been the topic of many conversations with my own friends and family. People are curious and a little nervous about the events and the mysterious nature of them. If and when more information is announced, I will do an update. If you have any other topic requests, please contact me at resolutionunknown at gmail.com.